It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast, your Chicago scene salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent and tastemakers in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week at ChicagoVersUnited.com. This week, a special edition of the CVU podcast featuring my local 101 interview with Pete Wentz, formerly of Fall Out Boy and currently of Black Cards. An edit of this interview recently aired on Q101. Here's the exclusive complete edition. Pete, how's it going? I'm good, man. <laughs> good to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a while. It's awesome. It has been a while. Uh, you know, you have been keeping busy. You have this new band called Black Cards, and I know that that has kind of been taking up some time right now. You, you guys have been on the road. Um, there's been some songs that are, like, hitting the Internet bit by bit. So, you know, what's the latest with this new group? Are you guys in the studio in between tour dates or kind of bring people up to speed with what's going on? Yeah, we're in the studio just trying to put the finishing touches on the album. We basically have the album done, and we're kind of just beating songs, I guess, to beat songs. Hopefully, album out this fall and then we're playing some we have some like cool shows we're playing in playing Lollapalooza uh, we're going to Dubai later on in the year and then we have a bunch of you know small club gigs all over America so we're doing like Orlando Miami it's been a really cool process because it's like discovering a new dynamic you know after doing football for seven years I know exactly what everyone's going to be like on stage and like what my role is and it's been interesting and fun to kind of try that and find that in a new way with new people I can totally see that because this is a brand new thing and you're kind of starting over from scratch you know it's crazy and uh, maybe like but we, get, we, we we have the chance to do like the craziest things because to me it, it is a brand new project so we're we're like i don't have the expectations that i deserve anything or i deserve you know like if you liked my last band you're gonna like the same because it's so different and so like we got to play in hyde park with bon jovi last week and that was just <laughs> insane there's like sixty-five thousand people and by the way bon jovi his deep cuts are smashes. He's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, you, you brought up a couple things I want to touch on. But, you know, first of all, you are playing Lollapalooza next month. And you've brought black cards to Chicago here and there over the last year. You've done Hard Rock Hotel and the Metro. But, you know, Lollapalooza is a totally different thing. Is it kind of daunting to bring this brand new group to such a large hometown audience when they probably don't know a lot of the songs? Yeah, I get. A, I mean, I get nervous about hometown shows in general. But the Wild Blues thing for me is really, really cool and special because I've never played before, and it's a, it's something that. It feels so, like, in- integral to the Chicago summer now. Like, having gone to it and, and, and going to the after parties the, at the Hard Rock and, and, and walking around there, like, watching Daft Punk there, watching Kanye there, like, it's just, like, a really special thing. And so, to me, it's something I'm really excited about. I bet you, like, a week out, I'll probably be pretty nervous, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you guys are on the big st- I mean, you're on the BMI stage. You're not playing, like, a small stage. Like, you're, you're right out there in front of people. I know. Somebody screwed up the paperwork on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Something I think is interesting, I was talking with Jimmy Chamberlain, um, you know, formerly of Smashing Pumpkins, and he was just on the show, and he has a new band, and he said that when this new project of his, Sky Saw, comes to Chicago and they play a venue like the Metro, he feels like he has to earn that privilege, even though he's played Metro a dozen times with Smashing Pumpkins. You know, is that something you're experiencing with Black Cards, where you're kind of re-earning things that you already had at your disposal with Fall Out Boy? I definitely think that that, that's what it's like. I think that the interesting thing that I don't think that a lot of people say is it's something that I saw Jerry Seinfeld say, and it was like, he's like, you know, when he's doing stand-up, he gets one minute because he's Jerry Seinfeld. So he can do one minute, you know, a bad joke, and then he's like, and then it doesn't matter. And that's kind of like how I feel it is with Black Cards or with 
anyone who's doing a project that had, you know, uh, success or anything in their former projects. I think that there's some people who are, like, curious. But then you have to, at the end of the day, the songs have to be right. The music speaks for, you know, the band. Like, if people liked your last band, they're not going to just have liked your band just because they liked your band, you know, like liked your last band. And, uh, I mean, for me, it's, it's an exciting thing to do. I mean, uh, Fall Out Boy, probably, we, we headlined the majority of the tours we did in last year. I think, you know, like there was the, the, the last exception being, you know, the Blink-182 tour. But it's a whole different task to kind of go out, and especially at festivals and, and playing on someone else's show. is like you have to go out and earn that crowd. And, I mean, it's fun and it's different. I don't know, like, I mean, I guess if you were doing it for years and years, maybe it would get a little bit, like, turned and turned into a bummer. But right now, it's, like, really exciting for me, you know? I mean, there's not that expectation that, like, I think Fall Out Boy carries, where people are like, you know, like, we expect each album to be bigger and each thing to be, you know, tour to be better. And that you can put a lot of pressure on yourself from something like that. So, to me, this is cool because it's exciting in the way that I think Fall Out Boy was always a, a, a cathartic thing. And it was always about, like, getting kind of through these emotions. And this is kind of the opposite. It's a, it's about escapism. It's kind of just like, you know what? It's all right to be happy and have a good time and realize that you should smile more because life is short. You know, I've I've been uh, I've been able to catch black cards uh, at a couple gigs here and there, and I even saw you guys at South by Southwest for like ten minutes. And you know, one of the things that I see a lot at these shows is that it, it's very upbeat and poppy and fun. There's like a big emphasis on fun. It doesn't have the like. You know, Fall Out Boy kind of had a bit of that Chicago downer vibe, you know, on some of the on some of the material. But this seems like it's very upbeat and very um, just such an emphasis on kind of like energy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it, it, it's one of those things where I think it's at some point you have to kind of look inside yourself and be like, you know, the sun's shining, life's you know moving, and I, I mean, like it's such an important lesson that that I've learned throughout my life is that like you know like nothing's really like the end of the world except the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Obviously, anyone who's listening to this show knows that you're a hometown boy. You grew up in the Chicago suburbs. You have a lot of history with Chicago and with this radio station. You know, so what Absolutely. are some of the memories you have with Q101? I mean, I remember our first our first ever, I think, radio interview ever was uh, with local Q101. And uh, it was probably one of the most exciting moments. But the actual, I think, most exciting moment is because Q101 was the station that I definitely, like, grew up on and had so much, you know, like, it was like, this. these are the bands that I'm listening to, was hearing Sugar Were Going Down on Q101 was, like, the biggest moment for me. I was like, there was really, like, that was like, oh, we've, we've made it in Chicago. And that, like, meant a lot to me. Well, that was when you guys went from being a local 101 band to being a Q101 band, which is a huge jump, you know? It's crazy. Even, like, even now, when I think about it, I'm like, like other Q101 bands are in such a different status to me, to me that like it blows my mind that like that we were like allowed to even be there. That's like so. I, I mean, it, it's just like a, it was and is a really powerful thing to me. I also remember coming in and, and playing the lounge. I think. Yeah, which is kind of fun. <laughs> you know, I think, and I could be mistaken, but I think that. That Love Lounge performance you guys did and the interview I did with you afterwards was the first Fall Out Boy interview on Q101. I could be mistaken about that. There have been a lot no, of people... No, you're, no, you're totally right about it. That's so crazy. I totally remember doing it. And how, like, it was just... I don't know. There, there's something... Um, I mean, I guess you have to be from Chicago to really, like, I guess, 
understand Chicago pride, but I think it's like the, the coasts are two totally different things, you know, and I think that there's something about, you know, like it's like the Bulls are still my team, you know, like it's like there's something about Chicago and, and, and Q101 definitely like embodies that. I love, like, and one of the things that I really love is I love that Rise Against, it was like, was, I think, I might be mistaken about this, but like broken on radio initially by Q101 and that like, Tim's an awesome guy, they're an awesome band, but that like really like meant a lot. It was like powerful. That's like a Chicago band. No, dude, you're absolutely right, and it's, you know, Chris Payne and I, when we look at our time that we've had on Local 101 and the things we've done in the last 10 years, Fall Out Boy and Rise Against are two of the breakout artists from that time. You know, you guys, Disturbed, but, you know, it now the music industry is so different that it would be hard for a band to kind of hit starting out now the level that Rise Against and Fall Out Boy have hit, you know, but, but you guys were two of the breakout so acts. No, it's so different. And I mean, the cool thing is, is like, I feel like uh, that I developed lasting relationships with, with you and with Chris, with the Mano brothers. Like, I've, I've developed these relationships that have, like, whenever I see people around, like, whenever I see them around, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I would love to still do, like, the local show. I would, I would love, you know, like, whatever they're doing. And it's like, because I felt like it always, like, it was like a, it was, it was really real and mutual. And, like, in radio, you, you don't always have, it doesn't always feel like it's, like, real respect and like it's like from the people q101 it always felt really genuine well dude we feel the exact same way on our end so that is awesome right on you know i was reading your interview the latest issue of alternative press has a feature on black cards and you mentioned Mm -hmm. that you know with the absurdity of being a celebrity you kind of you know it helps you appreciate some of the you know more down-to-earth things about chicago so you know what are some of the things that you that you do miss most about chicago now that you don't live here or you know that you appreciate the most when you're in town i miss hot dogs a lot (laughs) uh uh what else do i miss Uh, i miss picking up cafe i miss hanging out i miss lake michigan a lot you know i miss hanging out at the lake i miss um movies in the park I miss going to shows at the Metro. Like, I'm, like, really uh, acclimated to, like, I, I really know the like, the music clubs, I guess, in Chicago, or did, you know? And so I would I would know where I, like, felt comfortable going to shows and, and whatnot. And I don't really, like, know it that well in Los Angeles. So it's, a, it's like, a whole different thing to me. And then I feel like, um, I feel like in general, uh, Chicago, like, when I'm, when I'm there, it doesn't feel like it's not so celebrity driven. So there doesn't feel like I don't like worry that somebody like there's not like a photographer sitting outside like my parents' house. There's not like people who people who are fans come o- come over and say hey, and it's like this genuine thing, you know, or whatever. But there's not there's not such this uh, this like oh man, like get a table for Pete Wentz, you know, or whatever. He's here, you know, or whatever like that. Like and it's like I appreciate that. That I think is something that at some point in my my life, I guess, kind of mid- the Midwestern roots and, and being from Chicago kind of grounded me. You know, like my parents, like I, my parents still treat me like my parents have always treated me. I'm not like, <laughs> I don't get any like cool guy pass with them or anything. Same like my neighbors, you know, like no one, no one's like, oh, okay, just because you're you, you can do whatever. Nope. Still sleep in a double bed at my parents' house. <laughs> well, Chicago is kind of the opposite of LA in that respect, because in LA, everyone's a big deal and everyone wants to kiss your ass. And here in Chicago, it's like, who are you again? I mean, we just treat everybody the same, yeah. you know, and it's like we're not we're almost not impressed with anyone no matter what they've done. Which is from a place where you can't it's hard to tell if someone genuinely is interested in what you're saying or genuinely interested in what you're doing because everyone either acts like they're too cool or acts like, you know, kisses your, you know, and 
it's kind of cool to to have the you know like just the the realness of that Chicago. I'm also curious. This is kind of like a what if question, but I don't know what the right word is to use for Fallout Boy right now. But let's just say downtime. Right. So if you weren't doing black cards during Fallout Boy's downtime, or you weren't doing music, like what do you think you would have ended up doing? I don't know. It's like really hard to say. I feel like one of my biggest roles in life is is being a dad. Like today I went to preschool and it was just like, the cra- I was like, I'm at school right now with my kid. It's so crazy. So that's definitely like chasing a toddler around is, uh, I got to give it up for some of the dads out there. It is like a, a job that you do not get paid for, but it's the most awesome thing ever. I'm probably working pretty hard on the label. Um, you know, right now we have a Cobra Starship album coming out. We have new gym class heroes album coming out. The ready sets working on new stuff. I think that uh, you know, Panic the Disco is going right now. I think that would probably be where I spent the majority of my time. And then, I mean, I have a thing. I, I just have a, a natural desire, I guess. And I don't know if it's because of touring with Fallout Boy, but I like to um, see the world. And I think that for me, I think I, I guess it's a luxury for me to be able to go to places and and bring attention to to places and 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 that I wouldn't have otherwise and I think that I should use that luxury and 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 besides that it's like it's so much different to see a situation firsthand than to you know like watch about it on TV and you know like write a check or something like that but so uh, humanitarian things are, are, are a pretty big deal for me, and I would definitely be doing that for sure. Well, you know, Pete, honestly, it's great to have you back on the show, and I'm glad we were able to make it happen. And really, like, you are one of the artists who we've gotten to have the privilege of watch, you know, just kind of have his role explode. And I don't just mean the celebrity thing, but, you know, all the right. records and this new project. So it's really fantastic to see. We're all really proud of you. Thanks, dude. That's awesome. That means a lot. This has been the Chicago vs. United audio podcast for Chicago Scene Salvation. Thanks to Pete Wentz for being on Local 101 this past week. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United audio podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with members of Rise Against, The Damn Things, Skysaw, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network online at Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud.com slash Dynasty Podcasts, and DynastyPodcast.tumblr and Bandcamp.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty and Local 101, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty to Send.